is coming up now on Established in the Faith. Oh, Brother James, we have more money, we could do this right here. If we had more people, we can do this right here. This woman had money, she had her family, she knew people. But the one thing she desired more than anything else was a child, and only God could give it to her. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Good to see all of you out in the house of the Lord today, especially our visitors. Hope and pray that something might be said or done that's a blessing to all of you. All of you out in the parking lot, can y'all hear me this morning? Amen. It's good to have you with us. Others of you out in the community listening by radio, we're so glad to have you tuning in with us today as well. Hope and pray that something might be said or done that's a blessing to you. and Hope you enjoyed the service today. We want you to feel welcome. But after I start preaching, you might feel a little uncomfortable, but that's all right. That's all right. Let the pieces fall where they will and let God have his way. Amen. Pray for me this morning, if you will. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of Second Kings. The book of Second Kings, chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4, move down to verse 12. 2 Kings 4, verse 12. And Elisha said to Gehazi his servant, Call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, Thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily, she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at the season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Thou shalt embrace a son. Thou shalt embrace a son. He that has an ear, let him hear 
what the Spirit is saying today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before Your throne of grace today. I thank You for this opportunity to stand before the people and to minister Your Word. Lord, I thank You for every person that's under the sound of my voice, whether they're here in the service, out in the parking lot, listening by radio, the internet, CD, however they're getting this Word today. And Lord, I realize that on the other side of this microphone, there are many needs. And Lord, there are questions. Lord, I only have words today. And Lord, without your anointing and without your help, those words will fall to the ground. So I ask for your help today, Lord, your anointing. Lord, anoint me today to rightly divide the word of truth. Anoint your people to hear and receive of your word that the needs might be met and the questions might be answered. Lord, that we all might be drawn a little closer to you, a little deeper in your word. Lord, help us to be led more by your spirit. And we're careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Elisha headed up a number of schools for the prophets. And they were scattered about in different places. And he had a servant named Gehazia, which helped him in his travels. And they traveled by a place called Shunem quite often, and they caught the attention of a great woman who was rich. And she invited them into the house and fed them one day and sent them on their way, and her and her husband got to talking. She said, I perceive that this is a holy man of God. And as the conversation went on, they decided to build a room onto the house. And building a room onto your house is quite the undertaking, especially this day and age with supply chain shortages and so many rules and regulations and permits trying to find a contractor that knows what they're doing. Okay. I don't know what kind of problems they had back then, but believe me, I'm sure there were issues. I'm sure they had some problems. But she went to all that trouble to build a room onto the house for Elisha. And they spared no expense. If you'll look down in... Verse 10, 2 Kings 4, verse 10. She said, Let us build a little chamber on the wall and set him up a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick. Now, to us today, that doesn't seem like very much. But like I said, they spared no expense. This was some of the most expensive furniture that a person could buy. At that time. And the reason I know that is because the Hebrew word for stool here is kisei, and it means to cover like a throne. Only rich people had stuff like that, friend. So it wasn't a little stool 
like you and I normally think of. It was a very fine piece of furniture. And she went to all this trouble for the man of God. And let me tell you this, friend. Whatever we do for the Lord does not go unnoticed. Did you hear me? Let me say it again. Whatever it is that you do for the Lord, whether you give money for the work of God, participate in the work of God, whatever you do for the work of God does not go unnoticed. Before I go any further with that, let me get off my notes and deal with this. You need to make sure that what you're giving to and doing is the work of God. See, there's a lot of things that are being done in churches today, and they're good things. There's nothing wrong with men's fellowship going out and cutting a load of wood and taking it over to the elderly, and, and so they'd have wood to stay warm during the winter months. There's nothing wrong with taking your lawnmower and going over and cutting the widow's grass. There's nothing wrong with having a car wash in the community and handing out bottles of water in the community. There's nothing wrong with having a blessings box to feed the people out here that may be hungry and not need stuff. There's nothing wrong with these particular things. They are good things. But is it God's work? What is God's work? The first words uttered by Jesus Christ in the Word of God. He was 12 years of age. He said, I must be about my father's business. The last words that he uttered was when he was hanging on the cross and he said, it is finished. God's work is the cross of Jesus Christ. And if we do all these things, if we cut the grass, if we wash cars, if we hand out bottles of water, if we put food in the blessing box, if we do all of these things and we do not give people the gospel of Jesus Christ, although it may be good works, it is not the work of God. Understand that today. Whatever you do, Whatever you support with your finances, and you say you're participating in the work of God, ask yourself this question, where is the cross? Where is the cross? How does the work of God fit in to what I'm doing? And if you'll support the work of God, let me tell you, friend, let me tell you, neighbor, it does not go unnoticed. Elisha said, if you look there in 2 Kings 4, verse 13, he said, you've been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? He went on to say, wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? We learn here that Elisha was in good standing with some of the highest authorities in the nation. 
All he had to do was ask, and his needs would be met. Now, whether that's the proper interpretation of this scripture or not, he had access to a greater authority, and that's God. Glory to God. He had access to God. And let me tell you something, Democrats. Let me tell you something, Republicans. Let me tell you something, Joe Biden. Let me tell you something, Donald Trump. God has the final say and the final authority on what goes on in this country. God has the final say. Some of you listening to me right now, old brother James, if I just had money. If Uncle Sam just hadn't hit me so much with all them taxes, brother James, I could give some money to help support the church. If I had a better job, Brother James, if this, if that, if whatever the case, if I had to wreck my car, if my house had to burn up, if I had to done this, that, whatever the case, Brother James, I'd be in better shape. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. You know one that has all power and has all authority, and his name is Jesus Christ. He died on Calvary. He lived a perfect life, which qualified him for the cross. The cross qualified him for the resurrection, and our faith in what he did qualifies us for all the benefits for which he paid. Glory to God. When you go to the Lord in prayer, you're going to someone who can do absolutely anything. He has unlimited resources. And if he ain't got it, he can speak it into existence for you. Well, Brother James, I asked the Lord and he didn't give it to me. Well, there's a reason for that. Some of you listening to me right now, you got some little children. When your four-year-old comes up to you and says, Daddy, I want to drive the truck. I mean, you, you want them to drive. I mean, eventually in life, they're going to have to drive and get around and do things. But they're not mature enough to reach the pedals. And sometimes we ask God for things and we ain't mature enough to reach the pedals. And God's our Heavenly Father and we're His children and we need to humble ourselves. Like little children, Jesus said, unless you become little children, you shall in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. He's the Heavenly Father and He knows what's best. He knows what you need. He knows the right man that you need to marry. He knows the right woman that you need to marry. He knows what school you need to go to. He knows what job you need to be at. He knows exactly where you need to be. And God will supply if we'll trust Him, if we'll believe Him, if we'll just walk in the way which He has set before us to walk, if we'll seek His face. He'll show us. What God has for you is greater than anything that you can come up with on your own. I've learned that the hard way. Oh, good grace and mercy. If I'd have just learned it earlier on.
But we've all climbed Fool's Mountain. We've all done things that we shouldn't have done. But God is gracious. God is merciful. He knew you were going to play the fool. When you got saved as a little kid, God knew you were going to play the fool, but He saved you anyway. He saved you anyway. And although you may have run from God, if you'll turn to Him today, if you'll confess your sin, if you'll repent of your sin, He's standing there with open arms and He'll take you back. Glory to God. He'll get your life back on track. He can do it if we trust Him. Elisha asked this woman, what, what can we do for you? She said, I dwell among my own people. This woman had plenty of money. But the greatest possession she had was being able to dwell among her family. That's your greatest possession, ladies. And you can have all the money in the world. You can have the best job in the world. You can have houses and riches and cars and all the things this world has to offer. But, but your family, having some family. And knowing that they're saved, that is more valuable than anything else in this world. If you're listening to me today and you have your family and they're saved, don't take it for granted. It can be gone in a moment. This woman was blessed. I dwell among my own people. What more could you ask for? She had gone out of her way to build this room, to furnish it with some of the finest furniture in the world, to receive a prophet of God. And let me tell you today, Jesus said in Matthew 10, 41, He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's award. They went to a lot of expense. They went to a lot of trouble. I don't know how she had her money invested. I don't know if she played the stock market, if she invested in this, invested in that, if she had bonds. I don't know how she had her money invested. But building this room onto the house and furnishing it with the best was the greatest investment that they ever made. Are you hearing me? When you invest in the work of God, ladies and gentlemen, it has eternal benefits and will earn you great dividends both now and in the future. When you support the work of God, But you got to do it with the right motives. If you'll do this thing the right way, God will give you the desires of your heart. He knows 
what your desire is. This woman had plenty of money. But the one thing that she desired more than anything else, money could not buy. She had access to the captain of the host. But the captain of the host could not command into existence that for which she desired in her heart. She had access to the king now because of Elisha. But the king could not decree the thing that she desired in her heart. She had her family, which is greater than anything else. But when we read the Word of God, the Bible says that her husband was old and she couldn't have children. That was the desire of her heart. She wanted a son. But her husband was too old. Now today, we have options. Back in those days, didn't have no options. Well, they had one option. We'll bring in another man. The Bible's got a word for that. It's called adultery. Oh, but today we got doctors and scientists and they can mix this up and mix that up and they can inject you with this and do this and do that and do the other. I looked at it this morning. There's over 8 billion people on the planet. And all 8 billion of them were born from a woman. Not one was born from a man. And they can mix this and mix that and interject this and they can change this and that, whatever. But in the beginning, when God created a man and created a woman, he, he, divide, he designed it for a man to do this and he designed a woman to do that. And both are equal in the sight of God. And God put the two together. The man and the woman. Anything outside of that is an abomination. And God will not bless such. Oh, but this day and age we got options. Let me bring it over into the church. I'm going to meddle a little bit now. I'm going to make some of you listening by radio angry with me. That's all right. 252-299-4234. Go ahead and write the number down because after I say a few things here, you're going to probably be calling me. There ain't no young people in the church, Brother James. The old hymns of the faith, that ain't the hip thing for this young generation coming along now. We need to get rid of all the old hymns of the faith. Brother James, if you'll just stop preaching out the King James Version and stop preaching so hard and stop offending people, you might be able to get on one of those contemporary radio stations. 
You preach too hard, Brother James. You need to lighten up a little bit. Tell people how pretty they are. Tell people how, how to be a better you. Preach for one of these other versions of the Bible. The, 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 the King James Version is, is just old and it's outdated and it's antiquated. And, 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 and that's what I don't like about you, religion, preacher. You got to do everything by the book. If you just get away from that book, your church will grow. Out with the old and in with the new. Church, it's called adultery. It's spiritual adultery when you leave the Word of God because you want this over here. Oh, Brother James, if we had more money, we could do this right here. If we had more people, we can do this right here. This woman had money. She had her family. She knew people. But the one thing she desired more than anything else was a child, and only God could give it to her. And that's where Friendship Church is right now. We got money. We got a few people. We ain't got no young people. And folks, let me tell you something. Without young people, we die. Only God can give us the young people. Only God can give us that for which we need. God knows what we need. We got a big renovation project going to take place here in a few months. And decisions might be made that you don't go along with and you don't like it. But God knows what we need. He knows what's coming down the road. What are you saying, Brother James? Let me just cut down to where it's at because I've run out of time. Thou shalt embrace a son. Church, they're coming. The young people are coming. And when I say young people, I'm not talking about little fellas, although that's going to be great. I'm not talking about teenagers, although that's great. I'm talking about new people, new converts, young people in the Lord. They're coming. And church, get ready. Get ready. God knows what we need, and He's setting us up. He's getting us prepared for what's coming. Oh, good grace and mercy, I've run out of time. Can I have a few more minutes? Just a few more minutes. That stew will be all right. It'll be there when you get home. If you'll look there in Second Kings 4, Verse 15, he called her, and she stood in the door. Church, we have been called. Hear his voice today. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. He called her. Church, we have been called. 
and when she was called, she stood in the door. Folks, there's only one door. There's not three doors. There's not five doors. There's only one door. Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That is the door, ladies and gentlemen, that we're supposed to stand in. There's only one way. We've been called to promote that way. Not other ways, not psychology, not a particular political party, but we have been called to take forth the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is Christ and Him crucified. She stood in the door, and Elisha said, Thou shalt embrace a son. Verse 16, he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. That's the word for the church today. Get ready. Thou shalt embrace a son. God's about to do a thing in our midst, ladies and gentlemen. It's hard to believe. I went to some singings not too long ago. Preached a few revivals last year. And as I looked over the congregations for which I was at, it was all gray heads. Gray heads and and, and, and no hers, no heads. Where's our young people? See, as I bring this word to you today, some of you are sitting there doubting what I'm saying. You're doubting it. Nine years ago, I stood in this spot, and God gave me a word for Friendship Church. I came out of Genesis Chapter 18. Dana, put it up on the screen. Genesis 18. Verse 14. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. I preached this in April of 2014, nine years ago. And as I studied for that Sunday morning, one Bible commentator said that, you know, Abraham and Sarah, they were old and well stricken in years. Abraham was a hundred, Sarah was. 90 years of age, and God had promised him a son. And one commentator said in order for them to bring forth children, God had to restore their youth, and he went on to prove how that when Sarah conceived, God restored their youth. And I ain't got time to go into all that this morning. 
But as I was studying it, the Lord told me, He said, I want you to stand before the people Sunday morning and you tell them, tell Friendship Church that I'm going to restore the youth back to the church. I was standing right here in front of the old organ that was sitting there. I had trouble believing it because when I looked out over the congregation at that time, it was mostly gray heads and no heads. And I knew that most of your church growth, at least at that time, came from within and all of our members were over 60. I had trouble believing it. But when it came to that part of the message, God helped me to preach it. God helped me to look beyond what was sitting in front of me and to bring forth that Word. And as the years followed, God did exactly what He said He would do. At a given point in time, we had 16 young people here for destiny on a Friday night. They said, Brother James, if we can get 20 here, will you save your mustache? I said, yep. I never got to shave my mustache. What happened? COVID hit. There are less people going to church now than there was before COVID hit. I talked to a deacon yesterday. He said, Brother James, we had over 150 people coming here to our church on Sunday morning, now, only, now all we've got is 75. I was like, 75? Good grace and mercy. If I stood before 75 people every week, I'd think I was Billy Graham <laughs> preaching to a coliseum full of thousands of people. Bless him, Lord. <laughs> but our churches have been hit hard. We ain't got the people that we used to have and we don't have the children but I got a word for you today mark it down thou shalt embrace a son it's coming in due season according to the time of life thou shalt embrace a son. It's hard to believe. The season that we're in right now. Three years of failed policies. Has put our economy in the tank. Added to the lack of people that are going to church now. Churches are now starting to cut back. Cutting back on outreach. Cutting back on 
building programs. Costs too much, Brother James. Now's not the time to be renovating your church, Brother James. Costs too much. Now's the time to be cutting back. Tighten up. But God said, Thou shalt embrace a son. And with God all things are possible. Hear what Elisha said about this season. Thou shalt embrace a son. In verse 17, the Bible says she conceived and bare a son at the season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. Friendship. We kept our doors open during COVID. We have been faithful to the work of God. When all that was going on and churches were cutting back and cutting their services and this and that and other was going on, instead of us cutting back, we expanded. We added on to the house. The radio ministry doubled the airtime. We took on more radio stations during that time. Y'all not to do that, Brother James. Well, God said, do it. And I pulled money out of my own pocket to do it. And the church lined up behind and paid for it. And church, you're about to receive the rewards of it. This woman built onto the house. She put her best foot forward. She furnished it with her best. And when you do for God, it does not go unnoticed. And church, God is fixing to give us something that money cannot buy. A blessing is coming. God knows the desires of our hearts. Hear the call of God today, church. God has called us to take this gospel of Jesus Christ as far as we can take it. It's time for us to stand in the door. The door is Jesus Christ, the only door. Promote that door. And if we'll stay faithful to Him and do what He said, Thou shalt embrace a son. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- 299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, as well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact
contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy, and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.